inside with him. Good morning on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday, Papa John. <laughs> yes. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. 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 <laughs> and good morning online on our SoundCloud and podcast at Word at the Ranch. Thank you for tuning in. What a beautiful day. Good morning, everybody. Hi. Hi, Janine. Hi. Top of the muffin. <laughs> I was on baby duty, but the three girls took over. He's in good. He's in good hands, right? Yes. <laughs> Did Clarissa pray? I couldn't hear through the crying. Uh, <laughs> let's all agree together again, anyway. Father, we thank you for a beautiful day. We thank you that this day was written in heaven long ago. We thank you, Lord, for every hair in our head numbered, every detail, every dot, everything planned out with precision the master crafter, the master planner. We give you praises, creator, for everything today, for a beautiful day in which we live, an amazing country in which we live, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all without respect of persons according to the word. So we give you all the praise and glory. Thank you for placing us where you have in this beautiful location in Orange County. We pray for all those in authority. First of all, as Paul instructed us to do, And we just bless them and we cover them, Lord. Put the right ones in and take the wrong ones out. Thank you, Lord, for our local law enforcement, EMTs, paramedics, fire department. We just bless them and cover them in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you for their service and everyone in service. We give you all the glory and the praises for it. For a land under God, a country devoted for you, built on your promises, outlined in the Constitution based on the Word of God. Put us in remembrance of what you've done. In Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. <laughs> the title of this message today is Abraham, our father of faith. Abraham, our father of faith. And just we're just going to go to our opening scripture here in Galatians 3.13, if you will. And this is what this um, foundation is built on because it's in the New Testament now. And Galatians. So you have to read the Old Testament in light of the New. Amen. It's like I said last week, you have to now divide your Bible to uh, properly understand the Old Testament by John 10.10. You have to apply that to understand the Old. Jesus said, the thief, that's Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God does not. The thief, he said, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, the perfect will of the Father. He said he only says the things his Father says, only does the things his Father did, right? I have come to give you life and life in full, life in abundance. So that's the way to read your Bible through the lens of John 10.10, 10, the words of the Master himself, amen? The words of Jesus win, praise God. So Galatians, Ephesians, and Galatians 3. And we'll start right here. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ, the Anointed One, has redeemed us, or purchased us out, to redeem, you know, if you, if you have a ticket for a stuffed animal at a, at a fair, you know, you give them the ticket and they give you the animal. He's purchased you out, he's redeemed you, you redeem that animal. He's redeemed you, amen? He bought you. He bought and paid for you. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He made a perfect exchange and pulled you out of the curse and into the blessing, amen? That's what he did. And this is what Paul's preaching here to the Jews, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us, a perfect exchange. Uh, His righteousness for your unrighteousness, his sickness and disease that he took on the cross for your well-being, amen? His poverty and lack he took on the cross for your prosperity. A perfect exchange. He redeemed you out of the threefold cur- curse. Amen? 
and spiritual death in addition. <laughs> Eternity started the moment you got born again. Amen? Life forever, life everlasting. And having become, literally, he was made the curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. We read that last time, that the first Adam fell through a tree, and the last Adam redeemed us through a tree. Amen? Through, through hanging on a cross. Amen? Praise God forever. That, so that, so this is why Christ came. So that. <laughs> this is the good news we're supposed to preach. Amen? So that the blessing of Abraham. So we ought to know a lot about Abraham. Amen? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm a Gentile in Christ Jesus. <laughs> so you were grafted in, so now you're actually more Jew than Gentile. Amen? You were grafted in. Jesus was the perfect Jew. He kept a lot of the tea. Amen? Amen. Jesus was Jewish. Amen? Amen? And he grafted you in. Now you're more Jew than Gentile. Amen? Praise God forever. So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Praise God for the promise He left us of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. He said, When I leave, the Comforter will come in my stead, and He shall lead you and guide you into all, all, all truth. If you have a question, it's His job to lead you into the answer. Amen? If you have a question in any area, He will lead you into the truth you need to solve that area in question. Amen? James 1.5 says, Let him ask of wisdom who needs it, and God who giveth liberally will give you wisdom. That's promised to every man in every circumstance, wherever you're at in life. Amen? That's a great promise to hold on to. If I need wisdom in a certain area, God is faithful to give it to me. And I'll just wait on Him for it. Amen? And sure enough, most of the time the answers come when I'm just having fun. Or when I'm at peace and just enjoying life with my family. The answer is, ah! Oh, you know, it's just like a light bulb went on. That was so easy. <laughs> that was it. Instead of me stressing over it, worrying about it, striving over it, what do I do? I get another job. What do, ah, ding. <laughs> he says, just relax. Be at peace. You know, my yoke is easy. My burn is light. I'll lead you into all truth. And that's the job of the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's the job of the Holy Spirit that he gave us in his stead on earth. Praise God forevermore. So the good news is that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Now let's read about a little bit about our father. Paul calls Abraham the father of faith, the father of us all in Romans 4, which we'll read. But just back up to me about the book, the book of the beginnings, Genesis. And we'll start here in Genesis 12 about our father Abraham, the father of faith, the father of us all. Abraham wasn't Jewish, by the way. He was a Gentile and he was just called of God. Amen, as we'll see here and we'll read in Genesis 12. And 13, if we can. So this is the, the promises to Abram. Abram was his former name. Then when God, when he got with God, he got in covenant with God. God called him. I'm going to be your father. Amen. Leave your father's house. Leave your mother's house. I'll be your father. You look to me for everything. I'll be your source. Amen. Then he added Abraham. So God added his name to Abram, Abram's name. Amen. And he become Abraham. Amen. <laughs> God attached his name to his his name. And entered into covenant with Abraham. Amen? With Abram. So praise God. So this is still uh, promises to Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. This is part of your covenant now. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Say, that's me. That's my daddy. <laughs> that's Father Abraham. 
In him, every family on the earth shall be blessed. This is the good news. This is why Jesus died, to spread the blessing, to spread the blessing of Abraham. If we read Genesis 1, the first words Adam heard after he was created were the blessing. I will bless you. The first words man heard. Amen. Adam didn't have a belly button. The only man not to have a belly button. Amen. <laughs> the first man born of the earth didn't have a belly button. But the first words he heard with his natural ears, I will bless you. The blessing, the good news were the first words ever spoken to man from God. And here we see it right to his man, Abram. Amen. I will bless you. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you all families of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Not cursed. Blessed. Bought out of the curse. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. He wasn't supposed to take Lot, his nephew, but he did. <laughs> and he took his family with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from his father's land, Haran. 75. Say it's never too late <laughs> to get with God. Amen? You may be 80 hearing this message today. It ain't too late to become saved. Get with God and get in on the blessings of Abraham, your father. Amen? Praise God forever. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed and did what God said. Then Abram took Sarai. His name's, her name's not Sarah yet. God changed her name to Sarah when he entered into covenant with her. Amen? To Sarah. From Sarai to Sarah. So it says, Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. So he took an army. He took a, quite a few. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan, and Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. Say, that's me. That's me. You're a seed of Abraham. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Have you ever done that? Have you ever built altars in your life remembering what God has done for thee? Have you ever journaled or, or made an altar or entered into communion or made a sacrifice to God or given him an offering of some kind? Lord, you really saw me through. I'm going to mark this year, this date. You blessed me today. I have a couple of those dates in my life that I'll remember forever. How about you? That are marked. God put his handprint on them. God moved on your behalf. His thumbprint is forever on that date. Amen? Well, I think we all have those in him. He's a faithful father, isn't he? And only he can touch all of his children all at once. Isn't that just amazing? He's omnipotent. Omnipotent. Amen? Not omnicrone. Omnipotent. Amen? <laughs> He's everywhere at once. Amen? No disease can stand in his way. So it shouldn't be able to stand in ours. Amen? Praise Jesus. So he built them an altar to put himself and his children in remembrance of this is what God has done. And he taught his children these things. Amen. And the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and to the descendants, I will give this land. There he built an altar where that God made that promise to him that day. And who had appeared to him. And verse 8. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west of Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. And now we see Abram enters into Egypt. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land in which he was. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai, not Sarai, Sarai his wife, 
Indeed, I know that you are a beautiful woman of beautiful countenance. At age 75. <laughs> Amen. Of beautiful countenance. That's a good looking woman. Uh, to protect him from all the young cats in Egypt? I mean, <laughs> hey, there's some supernatural beauty going down here. Amen. A woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me. <laughs> but they will let you live because you're beautiful and I'm ugly. <laughs> that doesn't say that. Please say you are my sister. <laughs> this is his plan. Remember Ishmael too? Came up with some good, horrible plans. <laughs> but God still used him and he's the father of faith. See, you can still miss it and be on track. Amen? Praise God forevermore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say you are my sister. That'll work. That it may be well with me for my sake. <laughs> Spare me so they don't kill me. Help me out here. <laughs> and then I may live because of you. How many of you would agree that's a fear decision? Oh, yeah. He was fearing for his life there. Yeah. Fear decisions never last. No. And they don't work. Amen? Yeah. Again, we have the whole Islamic nation because of <laughs> a couple of the, a decision Abraham made. Amen? <laughs> because of you. <clears throat> Verse 14. And so it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. There's a wealth transfer here. Amen. I don't know if the Lord instructed Abram to go into Egypt, but he came out wealthy. Amen. Whatsoever you put your hand to will prosper. You're in covenant with God. Amen. Genesis 13, verse 1. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had with Lot with him to the south. Abram, verse 2, get this, your father, your father of faith, the father of us all, the blessing of Abraham that's on you now. Abram was very rich. Say very rich. Amplified says extremely wealthy. Extremely wealthy. This is your father, who had 318 trained servants, employees working for him, who were loyal and faithful and fought on his behalf. Amen. This is your father of faith, the father of us all. He was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Say, so am I. See, the silver and the gold were made for you. They're made for us, amen? We just take it. Say, I take it. In Jesus' name. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. He went back to that altar. Remember? Place of remembrance. To the place of the altar which he had first made there. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. So sometimes you'll have to put yourself in remembrance of those breakthroughs. And when you get in that breakthrough and you're putting yourself in remembrance, that'll usually turn to praise. Thank you, Lord, for what you did. I'm here. Do it again. Remember today. Remember what you did today. Here am I. Use me. I bless you. Thank you for doing it. You're faithful. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, he made that altar to put him in remembrance as well. Amen. Of what God has done. Hasn't he done some amazing things? Nothing's too big for him. <laughs> With God, all things are possible, not impossible. Amen? He could switch this government in a heartbeat. 
Amen. With God, all things are possible. But there's definitely a judgment of the Lord taking place right now over the U.S. And people's eyes are being opened like never before. People are finally getting involved in their school districts. I've never seen that. People are finally getting involved in their board and their communities, in, in politics. They're actually voting. <laughs> it seemed like we had a sleeping generation until this administration. Amen. And a sleeping church, too. So praise God we're waking up. Amen. And people's eyes are being opened all over the world because of the United States right now. Amen. Praise Jesus. So there's always a lot of good. God's hands in everything. Amen. He worketh all things to the good of those who love him and hold his purpose firm. Amen. Say God's moving. <laughs> God's working behind the scenes. Jesus said he never sleeps or slumbers. My father is always working. Amen. He's always up so you can sleep. He's always working so you can rest, amen, and enter into his rest. He's a good, good father, amen. He gives his beloved sleep. Praise Jesus, that's for somebody. And he went on his journey as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. And in the Lord there, there the Lord, sorry, Abram, called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Get it, Lot was also blessed. The blessing just overflowed into his nephew's life just because he was with Abram. Amen. He was guilty by association. Blessed by association. Amen. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. Have we gotten there yet? <laughs> That's part of the promise of the tithe, that your bath will overflow with new wine. You know, and your barns will be filled with plenty. And there'll be so much room that you'll have to say that is enough. Are we there? Has anyone gotten there yet? He's the God that's more than enough. But that is promise to the tither. Amen, amen. That they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's uh, livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites when, uh, then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, his nephew, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole, He was a peacemaker. And Jesus promised us in the Beatitudes that blessed are the peacemakers, for what? They shall inherit the what? The earth. Think Abram knew that? He was making peace with his nephew? Faith always takes what's left. Faith always takes what's left and multiplies it. Amen. You always work with what you got. That's what faith does. Praise Jesus forever. Let there be no strife between us. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. If you take the right, I'll go to the left. You pick. He knew the blessings on him. Amen. Wherever he went, he was going to prosper. Praise God. Lot was extremely blessed because of Abraham. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, the garden of Eden, the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked. Isn't that where Lot chose? steered in the wrong direction 
Again, just like Eve, he was moved with his eyes and probably the lust of the flesh. That looks good. Can't go by what you see. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? We're sticking with our father Abraham who walked by faith. Amen? Not by sight. Not Lot's way. Abram's way. Amen? The father of us all, the father of faith. And Sodom was exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and west, westward. For all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. Say forever. forever. See, land isn't a part of your pact, your union, and your covenant with God. You're under the blessing of Abraham. Land should be in your possession too. This is part of your covenant is the land of the earth. Amen. Land's a good investment. <laughs> It's part of your covenant package. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Just like he did to Adam. He gave him the whole earth. This is yours. I created it. I'm giving it to you. All I called you to do is to be a good steward until I come back. But it's your possession. You do with it what you want. Amen? God gave it to man. Psalms 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but the earth has he given to the sons of man. It's in man's possession now. Man has authority on the earth. Say, I have land. I have land. <laughs> Amen. That's your covenant. That is our covenant. Whether we're in it now or not, it's still part of our covenant. Amen. Arise and walk. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the ter terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord as well. Another altar, another great move of God, another, another promise, another covenant. Amen? Abram marked it. This is where God spoke this to me. Marked it. Shall we keep reading? Well, that was chapter 13. Then we know about Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's just skip here to chapter 14, 18, okay? Chapter 14 and 18 in Genesis. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, which is literally king of peace, Salem means, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him, Abram, this man, king of Salem, king of peace. Sounds like Jesus? Prince of peace? Yeah. Melchizedek is a definitely a type and shadow of Jesus. Amen. Whether it was him or not in the flesh is debatable. But it sounds like Jesus walked him and met him. Just like he did Adam after the fall in the cool of the day. Remember that? He met him in the garden. Said, Adam, where art thou? <laughs> Sounds like Jesus met Abram here on the earth. Came down for him to enter covenant. Blessed be Abram. The blessing. Here he goes. Speaks it over him. Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave King Melchizedek, King of Salem, a tithe of all. This is a type and shadow of where we tithe to. Jesus himself, the King of Peace, the King of Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Our finances are intact through the tithe. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And we tithe to Jesus, our faithful and merciful High Priest, who gives it to our Father, who presents it to him, a sweet-smelling sacrifice and savor, an aroma well-pleasing in his sight, Paul said. Money's important. 
It's part of our worship and sacrifice. Amen. Again, Abram marked this spot by an offering. God spoke, Abram gave. That's our father. God speaks, Abram sows. Amen. That's how he stayed rich. He met God, he gave to God. God continued to pour on the blessings. And he gave him a tithe of all. He had a lot of stuff. We just saw he was exceedingly rich. That's a big blessing. That's a big tithe he gave him. Now the king of Sodom, this isn't the king of Salem. This is the king of Sodom. Remember the wicked land where sin is rampant. Yesterday's Las Vegas, you know, <laughs> just Sin City. You know, you heard Las Vegas called Sin City. That's what Sodom was. That's the closest thing I can come up with. <laughs> now the king of Sodom said to Abram, just like the devil, right? Here we see God and the devil on the scene again. King of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Hey, let's strike a deal here. This is after he struck covenant with God. Right? See, you may be tempted to do something if you're not with God. But if you're in financial covenant with God, it's going to be hard to move you. Just like it was with Abram. Amen? So here comes the tempter. Here comes Satan through the king of Saddam, the land of wickedness. We could call him a wicked king. He was in charge, right? Of that land. The land of sin and wickedness. Now the king of Saddam said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Saddam, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. In other words, who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm in covenant with the creator of the universe. Don't you know me? Don't you understand? I'm going to take over. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm with God. You're not. Move. Amen. Walking in his authority because he knew his covenant. Because he knew his covenant just like David. The possessor of heaven and earth that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap of yours. <laughs> that I will not take anything that is yours lest you should say I have made Abram rich and take credit for what God has done. Who I willingly entered into covenant with. And steal our thunder. Steal our glory. God did this for me. You have any of those altars? Only God did this. This car, this thing I have, this blessing I have, this family, this church, this person, this relationship, this job, only God could have gotten me here. Amen? You got any of those? This leg was healed. This body, this arm. Only God. Amen? Let no man steal God's credit. That's what he's trying to do here. He's trying to steal God's credit. Amen. But Abraham knows his covenant. Lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only that the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. God's covenant with Abraham. See, he passed tests here. You know, he's faithful. And God only expects you to walk one faith step at a time. Amen. It's just one step at a time. When he called Peter on the water, it was just one face step at a time, you know? And Peter was probably like, oh my gosh, I'm walking on water. And then his confidence grew the next step because he just took that one step. And then his confidence and faith grew the next step because he's still on the water until he noticed the winds and the waves and that's when he began to drown, to sink, amen? Amen? He replaced his faith with fear. He forgot what he had already done. 
Amen. His attention was diverted to the devil who comes to steal the word, to kill and destroy. The devil turned up that storm. That's why Jesus said, peace be still. He wouldn't speak contrary to God. If God made that storm, Jesus would have gone with it because he only did and said what his father did, right? He would have been in agreement. But he said, no, peace be still. The devil caused this storm. I told you to go to the other side and come to me. Peace be still. And the storm was silent. And the waves stopped and the wind stopped. Amen. So you can speak to things too that are contrary to you. That's what he was trying to train his disciples in the boat. Why didn't you do this when he got in? He disciplined him. Amen. You could have done this and stopped it. Amen. Provided for your brother to walk on a clean path to me. Amen. Without fear. Amen. Amen. So faith is only one step at a time. You only need faith for today. Even Jesus said, don't take thought for your life. Take no thought for the morrow. Faith is now. Faith is for today. Amen. He gives us a measure of faith for each day. Praise God. And we're responsible to refill it through the word of the living God every day. Amen. Fill our faith reservoir to walk by faith, not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Just like our father Abraham, who took faith step after faith step after faith step. It was a faith step to leave his father's house. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. And Lord, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram again. Here's God speaking to him again. Amen. Because he tithed. Because he resisted the devil. Now God speaks again. He was obedient. He was willing. Now God's voice comes again. If God's not speaking much to you, you probably haven't done what he's told you to do already. So just go back to the last thing he told you to do and do that. And then you'll get right caught up and he'll start speaking again. And you'll hear his voice clearly again. Amen. But he's not going to tell you to do something new if you haven't done something old already. Amen. What he's already instructed you to do. So just go back. What did you tell me last? Yeah, I missed it. Okay. I better go do that. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And he'll supernaturally catch you up. He says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. In a vision. Saying, in a vision, he said, Do not be afraid. You see that all over the word. Over 365 times. There's a fear in, not in some context. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And another translation says, your rapidly increasing money supply. Amen. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. I am the blessing. I've come to bless you. Take no thought for your life. I got you. You're honoring me. I'm going to honor you. Amen. That's why Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord your God with the first fruits. Honor. It's a type of honor. Amen. Giving is honoring God. When you give where he says to give. When you're doing it in a heart of worship and honoring him. Amen. That's why money is important. It's a part of who you are. You work for it. You, you, you know, you put your life into it and it's what you get back. And then I honor the, the Lord, uh, the creator of the heavens and earth with it. Thank you for everything. I give you 10% right off the top like my father Abraham. I bless you with it. Amen. This is my form of honoring my father. I honor you with it. It's not something I just toss into a bucket. I honor it before I tithe. Amen. Honor him with it before I go through the motion. Amen. Get your heart right. God loves a cheerful giver. You've got to get your heart in order. I honor you. Lord, show me if anything's in the way before I come with my offering and tithe. Get rid of it so I can honor you properly with it. Get me in a cheerful heart. I get myself there. You build yourself up on your faith.
before you give. Amen? <laughs> so that you can release it in faith toward God. Amen. Praise Jesus. Don't be afraid. I'm your exceedingly great reward. Look to me. Notice how he spoke to him right after the temptation of the king of Sodom came. Do you notice that? God's voice was immediately after that. Don't worry. You didn't miss it. I'm your source. You made the right choice. Amen? <laughs> and Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? The king of Sodom offered him some things. Lord God, what will you give me? Doesn't that sound like a child? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like childlike faith? Yeah. What will you give me today, Daddy? <laughs> I just resisted this evil man. He had a lot of stuff. What will you give me? <laughs> Let's cut covenant. Come, let us reason together, Father. I put you in remembrance. Amen? Isn't that God's instruction to you? Come, let us reason together, he said. God likes conversation. Amen? You should talk to God more than you pray to God. Amen? He's a conversationalist. He's a person. That's why I cut covenant with you just to get you. To have you. To talk to you. To love on you. Amen? He's a perfect father. It's unconditional love and support. He'll always support you all the days of your life. He's perfect. He's not a man that he can lie. What he says goes. Amen? If he promised you something, you can take it to the bank. Amen? He's not a man that he can lie. <laughs> Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. Seeing. Seeing I go childless. So you could walter in your faith just like Peter on the water. But get right back in the plan of God, amen, through faith again. Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Eliezer. <laughs> I just think that name's funny. Because it's Eliezer. <laughs> Eliezer of Damascus. <laughs> then Abram said, I just like saying the name, I don't know, it's like pickle. Eliezer. <laughs> then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. See God? Remember what you promised me? The seed of the earth, innumerable, that I'm going to have children. That was your promise. But look, <laughs> you have given me no offspring. He's saying, look down from heaven. Look on here. Your promise hasn't been fulfilled yet, but you promised me. See that? How bold he is in covenant with God? Just like you and me should be. <laughs> Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. God talked back. He answered him, right? He didn't just leave him hanging. Then God said, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir, like I told you before. He reinstated his promise and his word. He confirmed his word. Amen? Told him again. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven. Brought Abram out. Under the stars at night. Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able. If you're able to, to number them. The ones I created up there, buddy. Can you even number them? Look at them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Your descendants. And he believed in the Lord. He took that word and he ran with it and held on to it forever. He believed in the Lord. That's the first step. Taking the word for what it is. God himself. I believe. I receive. And then like the disciples, help my unbelief. I believe with all my heart. Use me. Help me. Amen. 
And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Notice his faith was accounted to him for righteousness. Rightness with God. Faith entered into that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Then he said to him, verse 7, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, God talking to his man, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, an offering, and a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And we'll just kill them all and make a big soup and uh, enjoy ourselves. <laughs> then he brought all these to him and cut them into down the middle, according to Jewish, well, not yet, but he had it in him how to do things. Down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. And he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Sometimes you'll have to drive the devil off your offering when God's telling you to sow somewhere. Been there. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard to release this. Amen. Satan, get. Get behind me. God said it. That settles it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be blessed because of my obedience. Amen? So he had to drive the, the birds off his offering. Because <laughs> they were trying to consume it. Amen? That's just like the lust of the flesh. Go spend it here. Go do this. Go do that. When God wants it. Amen? So you got to drive the birds away just like our father of the faith did. He drove away the vultures. Verse 12. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. That happened. <laughs> right? Four hundred years for the Jews in slavery till Moses. Amen? Let them out of Egypt. And also to the date. Four hundred to the day. That's how detailed and particular he is. I love telling our kids this, but if the, if the sun or the earth was just a fraction of a centimeter off, we'd all burn up to death. That's how detailed God is. Amen? <laughs> Amazing. He gives perfect sunlight for a good tan and for vitamin D that every child and every human needs. Amen? Praise God. God is so detailed-oriented. He's the master planner. Do you have your calendar ready this year? <laughs> He's the master planner. Amen? Your father. Praise God forever. Amen. Abram drove him away, and behold, horror came upon him. And know for certain, for 400 years they'll be afflicted. And verse 14, and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. Affliction, judgment, blessings. Affliction, judgment, blessings. Blessings always proceed judgment. Amen. The church is being judged. This nation's being judged. The White House is going to be judged. Then the outpouring of blessings. This is the greatest year you've ever had in your life. This is the year of your harvest. This is the year for double for your trouble. Amen? 2022. The year of correction. The year of direction. The year of protection. Amen. Judgment. Blessings released on the faithful. Judgment of the wicked. Blessings released on the faithful. You can see that all through the Bible, by the way. Amen. So judgment's a good thing. Correction's a great thing. 
He's setting you up for the blessing. Amen. To bless you more and again and again and again. Then he said to Abram, sorry, just skip down to 15. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. Time for everything under the sun. Amen? This is God talking. And it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch, and passed between those pieces. On the same day the Lord made a covenant. Covenant means to cut. And it's always done in blood. That's why they nailed Jesus to the cross with his wrist. That's where they used to cut covenant. Right here on the wrist. It wasn't in his hands. It was right here on the wrist bone. Amen. That's where covenant's cut. So covenant means to cut. And on the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land and the river of Egypt to the, to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, the Hanmanzites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now Sarai, not Yatera, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid. <laughs> Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. Islam was created that day through Ishmael. Not Isaac. We came through Isaac. The blessing seed. Amen? Jesus came through the seed of Isaac. The blessing seed. You can trace it all the way through Revelation to us. Amen? The blessing seed. Oh, there's so much here. Then we see the sign of the covenant. Abraham was 99 years old when he appeared to him again, circumcised himself at age 99. And I brought a, a sharp stone with me today. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing baptisms and circumcisions out by the barn here after the service <laughs> for anyone who needs <laughs> at 99. Circumcised himself, amen, with a sharp stone, not the instruments we have today. Entered into covenant with God, amen. Put himself in remembrance. That'll do it. <laughs> amen. Cut. It's got to be blood. You couldn't call him oil? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't call him oil. He was the original oil. <laughs> Amen? Abraham, our father of faith, the father of us all. <laughs> so there we see the plan gone wrong. We see him falter from the plan. It's just like Adam and Eve. Abram put the voice of his wife over God's and fell. Just like they fell in the garden. He said, because you have heeded your wife's voice over mine, cursed is the land for your sake now. This is what happened again. Abram now put his wife's voice over God's voice, and here we see Islam, ISIS, everything, you know, all those troops who are under the curse and not the seed of Isaac, the seed of Abraham. The blessing, amen? Through Sarah, his wife. Their obedience proves, proves out here, though, he changes his name to Sarah, enters into covenant. Abraham gets circumcised, enters into blood covenant with God. Didn't it just offer up animals? It offered up himself. Amen. But then he offers up Isaac, a type and shadow of Jesus, and God is well pleased. And as he's carrying 19-year-old Isaac up to the mountain, think he knew some things, Isaac, by the time he was 19? 
Abraham's son, trained in the ways of the Jedi? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Dad, where have we gotten? <laughs> look at all this, uh, look at all this kindling. <laughs> Where's the offering? And he said to his son, God will provide his own offering. Doesn't he? Doesn't he provide to bless you? Doesn't he provide for you to give seed to the sower so that he can bless you more? He provides his own seed and offering. It's all his. <laughs> he gave us ways to increase that last forever. Amen? If we just follow Abraham. Praise God forever. Then we see here in chapter 18, Abraham intercedes for Sodom. But we see faith struggles here through our father of faith. And we see God use him in amazing ways and cut covenant with him over and over and over again. God is literally speaking with his man, Abram, on the earth, face to face. Over and over again, just like he wants to do with you. Amen. And let's take it and end it up in the, in the New Testament in Romans. And we'll see how Abram was through the disciples' eyes, through Paul's eyes, which the Holy Spirit gave him. In Romans chapter 4, it says, What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. There's a lot of men out there out of covenant with God. God doesn't know who they are. They build their own empires, their own businesses. Look what I have done without God. And their life and their family is a mess. And they think they have success. And it's not. It's just a facade. It's just the world's way outside of covenant with God. It's their own empires. They did it their own way on their own standards. And it's destined to fail if it's not built on the foundation of Yahshua. Amen. So he says, if Abraham was justified by works, he does have something to boast about, but not before God. It was himself. For what does the scripture say? Abraham. Abraham. Changed his name to Abraham. After he entered into blood covenant. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. I owe you something. See, many people are practicing Christianity as a religion, not a relationship. But this is a relationship made by grace himself. It's by grace so that it not might be not, may not be by works, lest any man should boast. But God gives the credit. Amen? We live by faith. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith, say his faith, his faith is accounted for righteousness, right standing with God. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Love covers a multitude of sins. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Say, that's me. Through my sacrifice, Jesus. Now you're blessed. You're blessed with faithful Abraham. That word blessed there in Greek literally means empowered to prosper. Christ himself empowered you to prosper. 
you should be prospering because of what he did. Amen? You should be increasing daily because of what Jesus did. Amen? He called me to put people in remembrance of what he already said. That's what the position of the pastor really is, is to put people in remembrance of what God already said. Amen? He's the great shepherd. He's the shepherd of the flock. Amen? Not me. <laughs> Praise God forever. You have a holy union with God again. The last Adam redeemed you and put you right back into the light line. Right back into the son of his love and delight himself. You can hear clearly, see clearly, walk clearly by faith. Faith will show you where to go. Faith will show you where to go. You're going to know what to do in 2022. Amen. Say it with me. I walk by faith. Not by sight. Amen. Praise God forever. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or while he was uncircumcised? Not while circumcised. Remember, God called him before he was circumcised, right? But while he was uncircumcised. And get this, this is the reason for circumcision. Verse 11. And he received the sign. He received the sign. Just like you get baptized in water. It's just a sign for your inward heart commitment. Amen? You don't have to get baptized in water to be saved. You get baptized because you were saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen? You're saved by grace. Through faith. Through faith. <laughs> it's not of works. It's not of yourself. It's of Him. He cut covenant with you. He provided His own offering through His Son, Jesus Christ, who died, He was buried, and rose again. God provided His own offering for us. The best seed He had. His only begotten Son. That whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not a Son of the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. That word saved there is sozo. Saved in your finances, saved in your health, saved in your relationships, saved forever. Heaven in addition. It's the threefold blessing that took the place of the threefold curse. That's the good news. The blessing of Abraham's on you now. And he received in himself a sign, the sign of circumcision, a seal, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised. It was a sign. Amen. That he might be the father of all those who believe. Father of faith. The believers. Though they, they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. And the father of circumcision to those who are not only of the circumcision, or the Jews, or the Jewish religion, but who also walk in the steps of the faith. The steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. Abraham walked by faith, not by sight, not by works. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the works of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Faith enters into all the promises of God. 
For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, the blessing, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Our father's our model. This is what Abraham followed. Who called those things that do not exist as though they did. You're here because Abraham called those things that did not exist as though they did. He received the promise of a son. He received it and called those things that did not exist as though they did. Even when Sarah was past age, even when he was 99 years old, he birthed a son, amen? By calling those things that be not as though they are. This is our father of faith. This is how we walk by faith and not by sight. It says what he did here. It says what our father, how he behaved, how he acted, what he did. And we can copy him and get the same results. Amen? We walk in the footsteps of our father, Abraham. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18, who contrary to hope in the natural, everything seemed dimmed. It seemed like it wasn't going to happen. They were past age, <laughs> really past age, amen, to conceive seed. Against hope, in hope they believed. They placed their faith in the promise of God. And we see them waver, but they still stuck with it. They got right back on, on plan, amen? Right back on track in birth Isaac. In hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, the word of the living God, so your descendants shall be. And not being weak in faith, huge teaching here, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body. If you hold your place there and just turn to Romans 8, one page, Romans 8, verse 5, says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally or naturally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, putting yourself in remembrance of the living word of God, is life and peace. You can live in peace through the word of the living God. Just like Abraham. Just like Abraham. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Your reasoning mind, who observes the circumstances and the wind and the waves, is contrary to the mind of Christ. The mind of God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot believe, cannot please God. He says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's why Paul was a preacher of faith, he said. Because without it, you cannot please him. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. But he goes on to say him, but you are not in the flesh, but ye have the mind of Christ. The word himself being word-minded. Amen? So again, Romans 4.19 and back up. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider when his own meathead, his own reasoning carnal mind, which is enmity against God, 
carnal there is the root word where we get carne in Espanol, meathead. <laughs> carne. Don't be carne minded. Don't be a meathead. Get your mind out the way. Adopt the mind of Christ for the word. Be it, don't be transformed or don't be conformed to this world. But how? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the word of the living God. So you have to be word minded and not carnal minded. Get your meathead out the way. And we just renew it to the word. Amen. And now you have the mind of Christ, Paul says. When you're word-minded, that is the mind of Christ. You can think God's thoughts. It's a lot easier to believe God when you're thinking like God. Amen? How do you think like God? Through the words he says that are written down for us to put us in remembrance. Amen. Praise Jesus. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider. Ah, don't meditate the circumstances. Meditate the word instead. Don't worry about the circumstances. If you're going to worry, just worry on the word. Amen? Get in the Word. <laughs> Go in there. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. Didn't consider his body. Didn't consider his feelings. This isn't a feelings church. We're not moved by feelings. We're moved by faith. Amen? Amen. Faith will move your feelings out of the way. Only faith can overcome your feelings. Don't let your feelings overcome your faith. Amen? That's just temporary. And everything temporary is subject to change. That's what the Word says. Everything you see, anything that's temporary, is subject to change. And He's saying, you change it by your words. You speak to it. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, He did not become weak in faith by, not cons by considering these things, how He was so old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the word or the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. How? By giving glory and praises to God. Thank you, Lord. He became who the word said he was. I can see our father, Abraham. Thank you, Father, for making me the father of many nations. Thank you that Isaac will be born through me. Thank you for your precious promises. I count them done. He was increased in faith. He built himself up on his most holy faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced. See that? His praise and his worship worked on his mind. He was convinced fully in body, in mind, and in spirit. But it all started with his spirit. His flesh lined up, his body lined up, his mind lined up, Isaac was born. Seed planted. Mission accomplished. Amen. <laughs> through meditating the word. Through being, being spiritually minded. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Not Abraham. Not Sarah. Oh, only you can do this one, God. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't make this happen. I can't work for this. We're well past age. This is impossible. That's why it's you. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen. <laughs> Only God can do this one. You may not be able to afford a house, but God. Amen. But God. God can give you that land. Amen. It's your covenant. It's your covenant of Abraham that's on you. It's the gospel poured out on you, amen? 
your covenant of Abraham, the blessing himself. <laughs> he didn't waver. He gave praise instead. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he goes on to say, and now it is accounted to us as well. Because of Abraham's obedience, because of Abraham's faith, we're here today. That's our father Abraham, who received God's word, who was called out of the land of us, brought into a relationship with God himself. And the only thing we have in the Bible that why God even picked Abraham at 75 years old out of all the men alive on earth was that he looked on his heart and said, he'll teach his children my precepts. That's the only requirement, that's the only thing we have in the Word of why God chose Abraham out of the innumerable amount of people on the earth. Handpicked them, plucked them out, who became the father of all of them. Wow. The father of faith. Abraham, the father of us all. No faith, no promise. Praise God, Abraham stuck with it. Amen? What blessings are going to come from you when you stick with it? Don't give up. <laughs> Don't quit. God's faithful. He'll see it to pass. Amen? He never quits. Neither do we. We're going to see this nation restored. It's happening. Eyes are being opened, which is the best thing that can take place. Destruction passes, but enlightenment lasts. Amen? Eyes are being opened. Praise God. The rebirth of this nation is taking place. I'll stand on that till I die. I'm an American, amen? I was born here. Everything I have is because of God. This nation was built on Him. Amen? He's faithful. This is His nation. This nation has honored God. Now it's time for God to honor it. Amen? Father, we put you in remembrance of your word. This is your land. You planted us here. We thank you for swift change, great change, and great exchange. Thank you for the wealth of the heathen that's being transferred to the just through judgment. And judgment begins with the household of faith, the household of God. Thank you, Lord, that we pass the test, clear out any clutter, any sin that so easily besets us, and let us run our race with perfection and clarity. We give you all the praises for crystal clear awareness in this new year, 2022, for eyes to see, ears to hear the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling and what are the exceeding riches of your grace toward us who believe in him, in Jesus, your son. Thank you for sending us. Thank you, Jesus, for redeeming fallen man and spreading the blessing of Abraham unto all who receive him. We give you praises for it. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Did anyone get something from this message? Yes. Amen. We're going longer, which means we have an older audience online. <laughs> Praise God. Statistically, they've proven that um, everyone lasts a minute based on their age. And our average service was 50 because that was our median age. And now we're going an hour and 15. So there's a greater population online that tells me they're an older generation as well who brought our services up. You know, the attention spans of kids, like 10 minutes. But when you get older, your attention span increase. They've proven that now. Amen? A minute for every year. So praise God forever. We bless you online. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings.
It's good to be able to give. Amen. If God spoke to you today, you can make this an altar in your life as well. Father, I sow into your word. I sow into you. I place my tithes and offerings in Jesus' hands, my faithful and merciful high priest. I tithe and sow into this ministry. I believe in it. You sent it. I love you for doing it. And I give you all the praises for your promised return. What will you give me? (laughs) What will you do for me today, Dad? Amen. I give this to you. Will you multiply it and increase it and give it back to me? That's what you promised me in your word. So I put you in remembrance of that, Father. Thank you that every seed sown produces a harvest. And without seed, there are no harvests. I thank you and I call in my harvest in this year. Pastor Art Aragon's word for 2022, it's the year of your harvest. Amen. They're preaching on, on harvest in Placentia right now. Amen. So praise God forever. We are faithful to call in our harvest. Isaiah 41.5 says, I have given you a threshing instrument having teeth. That's your mouth. It's your responsibility to sow seed, right? Just like the farmers. If he doesn't sow seed, he ain't given a crop, right? That's his livelihood. He lives from what he sows. He sows seed. He waters it. He attends to that seed. It starts to grow up. Genesis 8.22 As long as the earth remains, so shall seed, time, time has to happen, and harvest. Amen? But he doesn't just sit at home after he sows seed. Harvest (laughs) is the busiest time of the farmer's life. It's more work than sowing seed. Harvest time. If you've ever lived on a farm or a vineyard or anything, the whole family's out there gathering the grapes. They put all the children to work. Amen? It's harvest season. We got more than we can handle. We need everyone to call it in. Amen? we got to bring in this harvest. So it's our responsibility to sow seed, give God the praises in between, and then call it in. You're due a harvest. Amen? This isn't a money scam. This is the Word of God. Amen? You sow and you reap. This is how we live. We sow and we reap. Why aren't I reaping? I'm sowing seed. I'm giving. Are you calling in your harvest? It's your responsibility to bring in the harvest as well. Ministering spirits right now, go and bring me my harvest. Amen. I call you to work. I call you to action. Bring in the wealth of the sinner. Amen. Transfer the wealth of the world to the church. We got a lot to do. Amen. Call it in. I call it in in Jesus' name. You got to call in your harvest. Amen. Say, harvest, come to me now. Say, I believe in my words. God gave them to me. God gave me a voice. And harvest, I speak to you. Come into my barns now. I'm honoring God. I do what He says. And He hastens His word to perform it. And I have a part. Father God, I enter into covenant. I enter into agreement with what you said. I'm calling in my harvest because you promised it me. In Jesus' name. Say, my children are healthy. My children are well. My friends are healthy. My friends are well. I speak life over my house. I live in a blessed dwelling, in a peaceful habitation. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. I'm free from COVID. I'm free from sickness. I'm free from all disease. Jesus took it. I don't have to bear it. Say, I'm prospering daily. Everything I put my hand to prospers. Blessings overtake me. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. 
The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for me, the just. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He gives me words to say, and they happen. I heed his voice and listen clearly for what he wants me to say. And I speak that thing, and it comes to pass. In Jesus' name. Say, I'm just like my father. I'm just like his son. I'm just like Jesus, who taught me the way. Say, I'm just like my father Abraham, who lived by faith, not by sight. In Jesus' precious name. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. People are being blessed today who bless me. People are being cursed today who curse me. I am in covenant with Almighty God. Amen. You're a weapon going somewhere to happen. Amen. God's got you. <laughs> Wherever you go, God goes. He's big. Amen. <laughs> what an entourage we have. Praise God. What a Father. What a Holy Spirit. Amen. What a comforter. You're cold at night, just give it the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> I know I'm still believing for a husband. I'm still believing for a spouse. The comfort will cover you up. Amen. It'll keep you warm until he sends that person. Amen. You just become the change you want to see. Amen. Become the person he wants you to be. And he'll yoke you up with the person he wants for you. Amen. Perfect union. Father, I thank God for marriages. I thank you, Lord, for the covenant of marriage today that you instituted upon the earth. There were two or three agree, it shall be done for them. Let every marriage on the sound of my voice walk in union, walk in clarity and health all the days of their life, and walk in the fullness of their agreement, their covenant on earth. We thank you, Lord, for instituting marriage on earth between man and woman, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And we thank you, Lord, for doing it. Slip that one in. In Jesus' precious name, we give you all the praises for that special covenant union of marriage. And Lord, we know that you're coming soon for your bride, the church. A marriage, a divine union. Thank you for doing it. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. Thank you online for tuning in. We love you guys. Be blessed. Amen. Last week we had uh, 70 viewers for our service last Sunday. So it's growing. It's our largest natural number yet. So people are tuning in. People have texted me, hey, we're planning on coming. Amen, we're planning on coming. So I like it. Amen. Just started with us, amen. Praise God. Love you guys. Thanks for being part of us. Amen. Baby offerings. Oh, he was circumcised. Anyone here not circumcised? We'll pass you around. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's Ellie's birthday. Oh. <laughs> Ellie loves this, too. This is the best person to get, right, Christian? <laughs> Christian knows. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ellie. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Love you guys. Happy birthday.